The gas prices in California are so high that the Crips and the Bloods were forced to carpool to their drive-by shootings. Recorded live, simply to reduce the amount of time spent in post-production, the new Indispensable Show with Sable and Dave. Let's take a deep dive into the shallow end of American culture. And we're back for another podcast. Yeah, we had to take a week off because I foolishly had a snafu in my scheduling where I scheduled something right during the show and did not even realize it, which was very stupid of me. Sorry. Who are you to schedule things during our <laughs> podcast time? I know. I am Dave Smith, the uh, uh, puzzled earthling and uh, screenwriter and, uh, what do I say, unlicensed philosopher. Oh, that's right. That's and, a good one. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's who I am. I am Sable Cantus, musician and podcaster in Orange County, California. Welcome, Sable. It's great to be here. Oh, and uh, we start off with our uh, beverages of the evening. We do record on Thursday evenings uh, most of the time around 8 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. So it's a good time for us to have a cocktail. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, these are bourbon Manhattans with vanilla simple syrup. Just a little tad. Not even a bar spoon. It's lovely. You should be able to taste the vanilla in there. I can. I can. It's lovely. We have on deck here, we've got this thing called Double Tusk, which is a peanut butter whiskey, right? Yeah, bourbon whiskey. Um, yeah. It's probably super sugary, right? It's going to spike my insulin. I'm assuming that if you have a big glass of that, it's going to be like having a couple candy bars. It probably will, but I think it, it's recommended by the doctors. I was just watching. Uh, can we just jump right into a beef bunker moment here real quick? You want to go I'm gonna de- I'm gonna de- right, you right at the beginning. Right into the probably, beef bunker. probably have no... <laughs> This is Beef Bunker or Ron Jeremy uh, movie music. Um, I was I happened to watch uh, Brett Schur today. You know who Brett Schur is he's mm-hmm. he's um, a cardiologist. Uh, he does a lot of uh, he he's the diet doctor. Uh, he's like the one of the head doctors at Diet Doctor. Diet Doctor is like a low carb, really great great uh, resource if you want to try low carbing. He's on my Twitter mm-hmm. NSNG list. Yeah. Um, he was show. He has a video uh, on YouTube showing someone had put out a new. It's called a food compass or something. They had a rating system. They're trying to come up with a new rating system for foods that they recommend. And he mentioned the doctor's name, and I forgot to write it down. You can find it. It's one of the latest things. But it's food compass. And again, <laughs> he was just like, I. They couldn't have got it more wrong. <laughs> I mean, and he knows the doctor. He's like, I want to get him on the show and ask him like, why? Because. Um, you know, they rated things like a uh, hundred down to like you know eight or ten, but the the green things were in a hundred. Like, yes, we are strongly recommend. A watermelon was at the top, which is okay, fine. Okay, not fine if you're a, a fat guy trying to lose weight. I recommend not eating watermelon. Watermelon, but um, and it, it, pineapple was up there. Um, but where was steak? Steak was at the bottom. Sable, can you believe it? No, Below I can't believe it. Fucking Lucky Charms and peanut butter and jelly fucking sandwiches. It was below the they this so this either got, you know dipshit who was paid off by Nestle and or General Mills says yes better you eat Lucky Charms and a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich than you have a steak or ground beef or eggs fried in butter. Oh my gosh. <gasps> okay, stupid or corrupt? Pick one because. That's I'm going with corrupt. Nauseam. Yeah, probably corrupt. I'm going with corrupt. Let's Jesus. take a look at their bank accounts. Let's oh, get a... Oh, I want to... Yeah. We'll do, we'll do a little forensic analysis of all their accounts, and we'll probably find out they've been paid yeah. off. Oh, absolutely. And yep. uh, folks, uh, if you want to look at the hockey stick from 1980, obesity, heart disease, cancer, everything goes up after 1980, which is at the exact time the government started telling us to do shit like that. Eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and granola bars instead of meat, eggs, naturally occurring foods. Consequently, autism rates went up at the exact same time. Is that true? I tried to re- verify that, but I'm, I'm not, I don't it, know what I'm doing. It, went up, verify, it went up. But I would not be surprised at all. It, it correlates with the amount of seed oils in the diet with, total with the rise of autism and it Unfortunately, it also correlates with the time we went from about 12 mandated vaccines for children to over 30. Wow. So all of those things happened at one time, and now we wonder why so many uh, young boys and girls have mental health 
problems. Uh, yeah, and we also wonder why it's so hard to tease out the causes of those because that time was it's it's right. Like we were talking about last time, it's you need to have a really big uh, result to to have it mean anything. Like the smoking thing, that's like what. Mm-hmm. 800% increase in people who smoke or lung cancer. It's like, well, that's obvious. But if it's like 4% increase and that's just relative rather than, uh, do we have we talked about what relative and absolute risk is lately? Remember, real quick, if, if I buy a lottery ticket, um, I have one in a billion chance of winning. But if I buy two, I've doubled my chances, mm-hmm. Sable. So I have a, what is it, 100% increase in my chances? Or is it fifty percent? How does that work? But not really. I, I still it's it's two in a billion now. It's not it's not uh, doubling right. my chances. It's not, it's not right. really two hundred percent of what, what you have. Yeah, it's not really doubling it. It's just it's. But that's it's, part of statistics. Yeah, right. But keep in mind the food companies use that shit all the time. That's how they convince you that granola bars and Cheerios are good. I remember uh, talking in in statistics in the college time talking about the lottery, the chances of winning the lottery when you buy a ticket are about the same as the chances of the winning lottery ticket falling out of the sky and landing in your pocket. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They're both so remote that just walking down the street, you have almost as much chance as winning as if you put your money in. A random blowjob from like, uh, you know, what's her name from uh, Hunger Games? What's that? I think winning the lottery is better for you, sir. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, wow. I, I don't know that uh, random BJs are in your future, my friend. What's her name? And I, and I, I, don't, want, name? I don't want to be there if I find out I'm wrong. J-Law. <laughs> That's my nickname for her. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Jennifer that, Lawrence. I can't believe I ruined that joke. Okay. We can get out of the beef bar. Wow. Right that was a terrible joke. You know, every young hacker has already uh, done the fap to <laughs> her when her phone was hacked mm-hmm. years ago. So I took a peek. Oh, yeah, I must admit, I'm not beyond looking. Well, you know, if the if the picture is going to show up on your computer against your will, what are you going to do? Exactly what I did. <laughs> I looked, I saw, I came. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I came, I saw. No, never mind. Yeah, I'd this, rather not talk about it anymore. This is uh, this is going in the wrong direction. Let's do a little bit of updates from the last two weeks, yeah. shall we? Yeah. So let's go ahead and take our seats. We're going to get started. That's exactly what you said right before the movie started on Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, we uh, had a little fun. We rented out a, a private watch party screening of Dune uh, in, the, in the OC area, and it was quite a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, people showed up. I think I, I think I knew everybody in the audience, yep. except for one guy who came with uh, our friend Jason. That was our, yeah, that was our, our friend's buddy. Yeah, uh, but I knew everybody else. But and his name is Jason. Oh, that's weird. Super easy to remember, right? You're blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I when I mentioned to you when we said well, let's go see this on the weekend, when I casually said, you know, it's too bad we can't just get the whole damn theater to ourselves. <laughs> it didn't actually occur to me that that was a thing you could do that you could yeah. rent the movie theater. Yeah. And I've since found out that lots of people have known that you can just get the whole theater, especially church events. It's a pretty common for a, a church group to get a theater like we did, pay the 300 bucks or whatever they charge at their theater, and then just bring in you know 30 of their, of their uh, churchgoers yep. for their own show. Yep, it's been a thing now since the digital age has uh, come to theaters and stuff, and I think they started doing it during COVID a lot more. They started advertising it, so, you know, little kids' parties and stuff. But I thought, you know, I want to... I had high hopes for this movie because I'd seen... Uh, the mm-hmm. trailers, obviously, I thought this looks really fantastic, and the dialogue snippets, I think, I'm like, they sound like they're nailing the dialogue, and they got the right tone and everything. Well, but, uh, and kudos to you for following through, yes, yeah, so getting the getting out. a hold of the theater, mm-hmm. figuring out the logistics, and then coming back and saying, okay, it's this much money, you guys, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to pitch in, mm-hmm. and then we gave you money, and most of that money came back. But but then it was happening. So then it was really yeah. easy to say, well, we we have twenty seven seats open. Are you going to bring any family? Okay, do 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 do. Going to bring these kids and those kids. Now we got a bunch more seats. Do you want to invite people? And then we mm-hmm. did, and we filled up all our seats. Pretty much, yeah, except the front row. But I think they didn't. I think there's no. We we filled up all thirty of our available spots. Right, but there's some more seats in there, I guess. But anyway, uh, it uh, worked out nicely. Everybody there. I I, I think everybody. Really dug the movie too, right? So let's go to the movie. Yeah, 
fantastic movie. I agree. Excellent cinematography. The graphics are great. Yeah, the effects. I think they I think they wrote the important things into the the script from the book. It made it re- like I felt like you didn't have to have read the book to understand what was going on. Yeah, um, I was a little annoyed. I was listening to Tim Pool. He walked out of it. You know, Tim Pool, the uh, big uh, news guy. He's got a great say, but he he said that's how you get more out. viewers on YouTube. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You have to you have to do whatever people least. What Tim walked out? Yeah. I can't believe Tim Pool walked out. I have to find out why he walked out of that. He I have to listen to his podcast right now. The stuff he mentioned, I think he was just maybe I'm like. Yeah, it was in there. He just kind of missed it. Maybe he was reaching for popcorn or something. But he said, you know, how come Paul, Paul Atreides, the lead character, mm-hmm. is like, he just keeps saying he wants to go, and they keep saying no, and then he just goes to Arrakis. And I'm like, no, no, no. He, he wanted to go with ahead of everybody yeah, he went with, on the normal with time. Duncan. And they said, no, that's too dangerous because he's there by himself and he's doing recon. Right. And, and then he went with the family. That So he kind of had that wrong. But that was obvious, I thought, during the It, was, it and, was obvious. And he said it was boring and nothing. You know, he didn't embark on any adventure till like the end. I'm like, well, he, he passed the Gam Jabbar. He, he was uh-huh. going to be killed by the Reverend Mother. And then he gets, then he, the hunter seeker is going to kill him. Right. And everything's going to kill him. And then he, his dad gets killed. He's going through the, through the desert. They escape from those, whatever. But it I'm was like, a I, very exciting. By that time, you, he's already kind of annoyed Tim Pool. And he just wants to, I'm just going to hate this movie. So. I'm telling you, Tim Pool's just looking for views. He probably doesn't like sci-fi. He was probably no. He's a big sci-fi. He's probably on his phone on Twitter doing something else. He must have been at the beginning of this one and uh, went with it. Although maybe it's I don't know if he's familiar with the book. He's not. He's familiar with the book. So this is a thing. If you're not familiar with the book, you might you might you might not like it. Maybe he watched it on HBO Max. No, they were in a theater because I didn't realize that it was on HBO Max. And one of the complaints I heard is that if you just have a regular stereo system. Sometimes it's hard to catch the dialogue on a regular stereo when you have the HBO in the surround mode. Because mm-hmm. without a center speaker, the dialogue right. is usually on the center speaker of yeah, a true. 5 or 7-1 system. So I have heard people say they put the captions on because it was hard to understand the whispers. Mm-hmm. But in the theater, I didn't have any problems hearing anything, and I want to go see it again. Yep, I am going to see it again. I actually, I'll tell you where and when. We already have tickets because uh, <laughs> I had to nab them the other day. But it's going to be IMAX this time in orange. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, what uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, oh, they have greenlit the the part two now. That's that's a go because they had a big opening and right. so the part two is greenlit, which is the second part of the first book. And I'm very excited about that. It's going to be awesome. They'll probably introduce. Uh, you know, Fade Ratha in that mm-hmm. one, who we haven't met yet in this movie. Uh, it's going to be lovely. I love the movie. I, I've always loved the book since I read it. I was captivated. The, Frank Herbert's a really great world builder. And yeah. well, and it's a great cast. I mean, yes. the, the, the acting, acting was great. Su- solid. Superb. Yeah. Superb. Yeah. Tell me what you, what characters you liked and why. Um, I really like Paul, the lead, and I like uh, Duncan, of course. Mm-hmm. Duncan and Gurney, but in this case, Duncan's more fun. It's Jason Momoa, and it's going to be good because if they make all the... Well, I, I don't want to say too much about that if you're non-Dune fans, but uh, <laughs> we should be seeing we'd be seeing a lot of Duncan. Lots Idaho. of him. <laughs> so it's good that they cast him. Um, Duncan Idaho. I, I always loved the the Jessica, the mother, Bene Gesserit. You know, I always mm-hmm. thought her powers, her uh, her martial arts skills and the way she can read people, almost read their thoughts, and the way she yep. can control the man with just her voice. And then I went, well, all women can do that. But um, I used to think that was so cool. Um, but yeah, she was a great character, the Jessica. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah. not, none we- of the adaptations have been remotely as good as this one. Women are so good at controlling you with their body language and their voice and little touch that you oh, yeah. don't even know you're being controlled. No. And sometimes you wouldn't care if you did. And no, you don't. But it no. might take you twenty years to realize. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> like those ladies have been just manipulating me, and I had no idea. Yep, you're all Bene Gesserits, aren't you? Uh huh. So Dune has been around for a long time. This book was written sixty-three, something like that. This book was written maybe. well before I was even born. Yeah, People were traveling the country reading Dune. In the in the hippie movement, it was already mm-hmm. sort of changing society. I think by the time I was even born, 
I was born in 75. Yeah, and Frank Herbert got, got um, he was ahead of the game on, well, there's probably some uh, other books that do this, but he he specifically made, in Dune Blake takes place way in the future, year 10,000, and so mm-hmm. I guess it's our universe in the year 10,000, but AI was outlawed. If only, if only we would have taken his advice, <laughs> Facebook would not be destroying the country. But yeah, AI is outlawed. That's why they have to have Mentats doing. They're like human computers, and they. Do. I love the way they did the Mentats through mm-hmm. uh, fear and uh, Peter Peter DeVries or Piter, I guess. Yeah, Piter. Uh, Piter. I like the way they they did the Mentat. The calculations, the eyes would roll back. <laughs> it was great. Right. So a little a little bit of background. The um, the computerized machines, which is what we would call the AI, were so powerful that they were deemed um, a danger to the to the actual future of mankind. Yeah, and that type of technology, computers in general, were outlawed. You can't get them in Dune. They have machines, and they have specially trained humans that do the jobs of computers. Yeah, they have like, rudimentary, you know, computers like in the for the instruments on their their like right. their they have, in, they have instruments, stuff, but not like a computer. Not the way that not the way that we define a computer, like being yeah. able to search databases of information. They yeah. have sensors and controls, and it's very clear that that this was outlined by um, outlawed by the emperor in this world. Oh, let me ask you this: I came up with this. I woke up at this morning when I was thinking, you know, that's like a technological plot hole. Um, and maybe you Dune fans can write in and ask, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but they have this incredible uh, suspensor technology, like these giant ships just sitting there hovering out in the desert, like over the, you know, like right outside the, their compound, their their house. Um, yet the sand cr- miner, the crawler things that actually mine the sand, they have to be dropped off by balloons. <laughs> Why don't you, you mount the suspensor on the sand crawler? That way... They don't remember the thing came to get him, and then the thing breaks. Yeah, and then they have to rescue them, and they lose the sand crawler thing. Uh, can you, if you just put the suspensor technology on the sand crawler, it can just lift up and go wherever it wants. So, is that a plot hole? I I don't have a page reference for you, but I did reread the the important four books last year, and I believe the reason is, and please listeners correct us if we're off. I believe the reason is that the suspensor technology you're talking about is the same as the shield technology that draws the sandworms from a hundred miles away. Yeah, that's you're, why they, I think they you're can't right. use yeah. personal shields okay, in the yeah. desert. If that's the case, then yeah, right, right, right. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to accept that. I think and, you're correct on that. Good, and they good and they tightly control, they tightly regulate shield and suspensor technology. <clears throat> the yeah. way that we control nuclear weapons. It's another one of those clever ways Frank Herbert got guns because the, la- the laser gun, laser guns, they call them. Mm-hmm. If you shoot somebody with a shield, you could create a nuclear explosion so people don't do it. And that was a good way to get guns out of the movie. Like, I don't want to see people shooting people in these type of movies. Right. I want to see hand-to-hand combat, which they did breathtakingly well in some of right. these scenes. Great, great stuff. The combat was amazing. Yeah. But it's one of the interesting things that they show you, and this is, it's not in dialogue. They're not telling you, this is a personal shield. And if you swing hard, you can't get through it. But if you go slow, you can penetrate the shield. I mean, they, they did say something about it. They turn it into a catchphrase, which is cool. The slow, bra- the slow blade penetrates the shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they use it as a metaphor for other things, which was really cool. Yeah. Well, that, but I think that's part of the writing. Yeah. So I just thought, I thought the world building was fantastic. I like the, you know, the societal issues that you don't get. The first time I read Dune, I was a teenager. I really don't think I got it at all. I was like, oh, superpowers, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I read it again a while back and I was like, wow, it's, what, it's such a great world. But then I read it last year and I was like, oh God, it's about addiction <laughs> and drug use and... Treason, imperialism, and Uh all kinds of colonialism. Uh Colonialism, right? Yeah, that was great. It's really great. Like, Um, and they're nailing it. And I can't wait for part two. Yeah, deep racism, deep, deep racism. Yep, yep. But there was one part that just made me sigh. (laughs) There was one little bow to the woke culture. Yeah, and they changed a major character and the entire plot line of the character. They changed that guy, um, Dr. Liet Kynes, into a black woman. Mm-hmm. And he was 
portrayed by uh, Max von Sydow in the first movie, but I don't remember. He's a Fremen. I don't know him. They they strike me as maybe more Arabic, but yeah. They, anyway, they they threw him a they threw a pandering bone to the woke crowd. Mm-hmm. Let's make her him a woman of color. Like well, super the, obvious. The Fremen were were clearly based on the Arab culture. Yeah, with and the, the, oil, with the oil coffee service and things and, too. Yeah, yeah. The heavy. spice is the oil. It's yeah. definitely yeah. A, or it's the unobtainium. Yeah, you fucking believe he called it unobtainium at <laughs> Avatar. I, I, I laughed out loud in the theater when I said, like, "Come, pull it, come on!" I love the movie Avatar. <laughs> I I've too. seen it. I, I think I saw it with our buddy Elliot three times in the theater. Just me. And oh him. wow, he was at the screening. He enjoyed the movie as well. Mm-hmm. But God, <laughs> un- that's the one thing I would have changed about <laughs> Avatar. Unobtainium. Uh, the other things that I thought were stupid, I got over after I watched it several times. But the unobtainium, no. And Liet Kynes is always going to bother me. That's what I call Jennifer Edwards' vagina, unobtainium. Unobtainium. A little J-Law for you, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, never spe- get in there. So speaking of shows, though, did you take time last week after your meeting when you so rudely canceled our recording session <laughs> uh, to watch Dave Chappelle's show on Netflix, The Closer? No, I still don't have Netflix at the moment. I'd have to come over here and watch it. Yeah. Oh, man. I have too many streaming services right now. It's like death by a thousand cuts, so... I'm, but I'll probably get it. I'm I may be willing to watch the closer again with you because that's okay. what I did when we didn't record. I watched the closer, oh, okay. and it was very funny. And I didn't see anything that was offensive to transgender at all. It's because you're not woke, Sable. No, <laughs> it's because I actually listened to what he said. Mm-hmm. By that I mean you're listening to people and, and giving yeah. people the benefit of the doubt. I listened to the words he said. I realized he was making some jokes. He was making fun of him. He was making fun of other people. He was very funny, and I could tell he was frustrated by the whole ridiculousness. So I don't know if we talked about it before, but there had been internal memos that were leaked from Netflix, and there were going to be thousands of people, thousands, throngs, most half of Netflix was going to shut down and they were going to be protesting on the streets of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ended up being Brett Weinstein holding up a sign and a couple of other people. Brett Weinstein? Yeah. <laughs> holding up a sign? Yeah, he got involved somehow. Did I give you a bad pen? I think I got a bad pen. I was making some notes, but nothing's working. Just, yeah, it's just like scratching. Hold- Look at it. It's like tearing <laughs> the paper. Wow. All right. All right. Should I pause the show or do you want to just uh, go grab up. the pen from that I'll, desk I'll gra- over there? I'll grab the. Cover for me, Sable. All right. Oh, man, I can't believe this was one of my favorite pens, too. You ruined it. I can't get out of this chair. Chris, I probably haven't used this pen in years, but everybody's so upset about Dave Chappelle, which, I mean, he's funny. Dave Chappelle is a funny guy, and the jokes were funny. He's one of the best comics ever. Oh, well, I don't he's know. He's got F you money, and he's got F me money. Like, he can just F himself if he wants to. He... He actually gave up millions of dollars to stand up for what he believes in. Like he actually took a stand and said, "You know what? I'm not going to do that, and I'll take the consequences and lose money over this." Yeah, so, it's easy for, to lose money if you already have a hundred million dollars in the bank. You're like, "I'm going to lose a million dollars in this deal." It's like, yeah, listen, okay, listen, so Dave. When I have a hundred million dollars in investments, I'm going to take a fucking stand too. Okay, <laughs> me too. Until then, I'm going to keep my job. Thank you very much. Yeah. My jobs, my jobs. At least until Corey, he has some good ideas for the show and our upcoming um, adventures. Until Corey brings the the big bucks in <laughs> on our future um, scripts and and yeah. uh, creative exercises, then you know we should have some uh, meetings on that and creative uh, uh, some creative meetings on this. Well, we we have some we show. have some exciting things coming up. So this Dave Chappelle protest was not an exciting thing. It ended up being literally a dozen people or something. <laughs> Good. Even the news reports were hundreds. Well, first it was thousands, and then it was hundreds. And if you look at any pictures, which there are pictures available on Twitter, it was like maybe 12 to 20 people Good. holding signs. I hope that's a sign of uh, things to come. It's probably not, but, <laughs> but at least this one totally sucked. This one protest sucked. Yeah, well, the Wokies, let's talk about the Wokies for a second. Do you have anything else to bring up? Because I, I was thinking about uh, the, these Wokesters and these uh, gender folks, are you, people uh, that are angry with Oh, them. I thought you were talking about Star Wars when you said the Wokies. They're on that <laughs> planet just outside of the... 
<laughs> the super annoying Wokies, right? Just, they're on a moon, right? Of yeah. Endor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Wokies, no? Yeah. <laughs> what do you call a Wookiee who doesn't want to do anything? A Nookie? No. Eschewbaka. Oh, Eschewbaka. That's great. Anyway. Wow, that was from the 70s, man. No, I made that one up myself, as far as I know. Uh, from the mind of this poor bastard. Um, yeah, I was thinking about uh, the these, Wokies. These Wokies. These Wokesters. Uh, Woketards, I call them. I've been calling them for a while. Um, this, uh, they, they hate capitalism, free markets. They love this whole socialism thing. Now, the weird thing is, Never in the history of mankind have this many people, and by this many people, I mean basically every single citizen of the United States, has a lot of free time to sit and ponder their lives and the mm-hmm. meaning of their lives. And am I really cre- uh, reaching my full potential? And, you know, like there's, what's it called? <laughs> Self-actualization. Right. This was the purview of the ultra-wealthy 500 years ago and throughout history. Most people in, say, in ancient Greece were just worried about their city getting sacked by barbarians, getting raped. Can I have food today? Am I going to have a meal today? Am I going to get conscripted into some guy's army and find myself on a boat? And will my wife die in childbirth? Will my kids get the pox and die? Like like most people. Like most people. And even rich people had to worry about that back then. Mm -hmm. But the rich people were ones who could, I want to sit around writing poetry and stuff. But because of the fucking, because because of the free market system Mm -hmm. and capitalism, we've created a country where everybody can do this now. You can all sit around and play the lyre and write poetry and have a blog and have your own television studio in your pocket and or backpack mm-hmm. and or um, hot pants, whatever you, these kids are wearing today. And take take free classes at college. Take free classes at college. And, but... Get federal like, money. Uh-huh. And, and, but they, they don't understand that the system... Is the system that allows them to do that? You think you're going to do that when communism takes over? Like he's, the new Stalin's going to let you like go hang out on your farm and write poetry? No, it's not. First off, it's not your farm, mm-hmm. and they're going to throw you into gulag if <laughs> the moment you piss them off, and they'll find a reason to right. piss you off. It, those societies are set up to where everybody's in violation all the time. So if they get angry with you, you've you're in the gulag. Um, this is the thing you're going to get. And of course, they hate the system, and everybody hate like we said before. If you grow to depend on something, humans don't like to be dependent on it. Right. They, they will resent the thing that they depend on. And I think their version is like, well, we're not getting enough stuff from them. I should have vacations in Hawaii every year, not just a, ch- a check coming from the government to help me pay my rent. And they get angry. It's like, no, the, you should be going the other way, dipshit. You need to get mm-hmm. completely off dependence of anything and do your own thing. So anyway, that's why, that's why the Wilkesers piss me off. That's the only reason why? Mm-hmm. What's the main reason? We're we're definitely yeah. well. We're definitely at an interesting inflection point where we we've kind of lost the values of hard work and independence, and we've lost it in the face of of this myth, the mythology that that someone else is going to provide for you, someone else is going to make sure you do your homework, someone else is going to pay your rent, someone else is going to get you a nice house. And that you deserve to have all of those things because you're so special. Yeah, those are um, basic human rights. Like, like in Europe, they, they call uh, like traveling is a basic human right. Well, and I'll give you an example. If at in the community colleges, where I, I that's I know that area the the most. If a, a young Latina student, a female Latinx student, I think we're supposed to say now Lat- Latinx. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Don't say it like that. <laughs> if if a woman, a Hispanic woman, fails a class, it's not because she didn't show up to the class, it's not because she didn't study, and it's not because she didn't bother to turn in all the assignments and got a poor grade. It's because, of course, she's female, and the instructor must hate women. Yes, it's systemic racism. Or, or because fault. she's Hispanic, and the instructor must hate Hispanics. Or it's even worse... The instructor is a woman who doesn't agree with that woman's opinion on something, and it must be because, it, and it's never because the woman herself didn't do the work. Right. You're talking about half the country here, and it's, right. it's the like 
This has been the Democrats' message. Anything that is bad that happened to you that you don't like, it's not your fault. It's someone else. It's, it's systemic racism. Mm-hmm. It's white males, for sure. It's not, nothing you have done. No, no decision you have made in your life has led you to anything negative in your life. It's all from the outside, right. and it's we a, will fix this it's for you. It's a constant state of victimization. And, you know, these poor people... And and these are men and women both that are that are student age, they're in their twenties and their early twenties, um, even late teens that are at the college age, and they are bombarded with this victimhood. And you can clearly tell when somebody isn't buying the victimhood or their family has given them um a little integrity of their own where they're not just a victim where things are happening to them. And and I feel bad because it's gonna take decades yeah. for these people to realize, oh, I don't have to be a victim if I don't want to be before they can actually do something in life. And in the meantime, you're going to have to pay taxes for them. Mm-hmm. You and probably most of our listeners. Funny part is I'm a little older than they are and they're going to end up just giving me all their money because they vote for these hilarious social programs, which they want to take. They want to take care of me like they want to be taken care of. It's sort of like you know, <laughs> what's the golden rule? We should, we should call this like the golden shower rule. The golden <laughs> shower rule. Let's leave Trump over, out of this. Would you <laughs> piss all over themselves with their 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 do goodness? Like I'm going to take all. They're going to give it to me. And I'll be. I'll happily take all of your money. Um, but you shouldn't be just you know um, wanting the government to take everybody from take care of everybody so much from cradle to grave. Um, God, Larry Elder's been using the phrase t- for twenty years on the radio. He was the guy that recently, thank God, lost his bid to take over the governor <laughs> seat in okay. California. Thank God, that thank evil God. white supremacist black man. Um, he's been using the phrase "victocrats," like the Democrats are the mm-hmm. victocrats. He just he just calls them victocrats. You know, so and he's been doing that for a long time. Totally right. You Democrats are. Like fine, let's do a let's do a treasure hunt. I think I had a treasure hunt thing. I had a treasure hunt. I wanted to have uh, somebody please send me a clip, audio or video of a Democrat public office holder saying, telling one of his constituents that they made bad choices that led to their position in life. <laughs> to find one. That's never going to happen. Um, yeah, and f- find me a Republican office holder who has reduced the size and scope of government, gotten rid of some program, some. <laughs> You might find one. Good. I want to. I want to hear about it. I think when when you're a bureaucrat, you have a program to run and you have a budget. And the only way you kind of move up in the world is if you show you're being successful at what you are doing. And the only way to really be successful is to get bigger. It used to be like uh, this, the way you success is to, in a government program to solve a problem is to solve a problem and, and make your job go away, like the March of Dimes. All done. Polio mm-hmm. cured it. No more March of Dimes. That's what you're supposed to be doing, <laughs> right? But that doesn't no. that doesn't get the bureaucrats more money. No. It doesn't let them move up in the ranks. So we end up with these programs that get bigger and bigger, and the more political you get, this is ha- this is what's happening in education right now. We have more programs than we have classes in teaching. <laughs> There's more focus on all the things around. We spend lots of effort on the food pantries and the social services and getting the the housing for the unhoused and getting everyone to sign up for, for social services and financial services. And what's happening with the education? The students are being... Not right now, they're going to um, testing clinics and they're going to get their vaccine clinics and it's everything but teaching and learning. And, yeah. and I wonder if we're going to just slowly dial it back to have some education over the next 10 years, because we've dialed away from it the last 10 years, or if we're just going to have to create a new education system from scratch. That's probably going to be uh, <laughs> necessary, because uh, this this system here, all they're going to do is, boy, the kids are really underdeveloped now. We need to lower our standards to make sure that they're still getting A's next year. Um, so let's continue to change the, um, <laughs> change the sco- the grading system rather than get people up on the, on the testing and get them better. Well, I know I've mentioned this to you in the past over our last, you know, couple hundred episodes of various podcasts, but mm-hmm. essentially what's happened is high school students are for the most part 
going to college and they're not able to read and write the English language at a ninth grade level. They're not able to meet the high school requirement. I don't know how they're graduating high school, but they're showing up in college and they're not ready for English 101. Keep in mind, today, ninth grade is like sixth grade from the 1950s. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and, they're all, third grade from the 1880s. But they're also not ready for basic math. Yeah. So we're talking 40% of students in the community colleges and the CSUs were going into remedial programs because it's really important to learn basic English and math. But they were spending a couple of years in remedial classes before they could start college. Yeah. And then they weren't finishing college. And since we get money for Well, that's because of the systemic racism though, right? Of course. So we get we get paid money when students complete colleges. We decided it's not good that students are spending so much time in remedial classes. We'll just get rid of the remedial classes. And even if you can't read and write, you just start in English 101. And even if you don't know how to do basic math, we'll just start you in college-level math. Mm-hmm. And then you lower the grading scale, right? Or, yeah. or do they just fail out? Well, no, you can't fail them out because if you, if you fail a student because they don't understand the topic, clearly you're the problem. So, Well, in a way, yes, um, but you probably weren't given enough time to te- turn them around. I bet you could teach any moron how to do algebra. But it might take you longer than a semester to do it. <laughs> so technically, yes, it's your fault, Thabal. But not really. No, no, not really. <laughs> it, it is overall, it's, I think that there are people that are trying to do good, but in their quest for seeking power and gaining funds and building programs and showing how smart they are, we're burning down the, we're burning down the house and everybody's losing. So true, it's so true. But hey, women are doing way better. They're, they're, women are now sixty forty uh, to, to men and college, college students. Students, they're making more money. Um, a lot of drug lords are women now. They're filling the gaps there. They're uh, they're closing that narco wage gap over there. <laughs> uh, this is true. There was a uh, um, one of the one of the top uh, El Chapos now is a woman. I think it was uh, Emma Alspiro or something like this. But um, remember the Colombian necktie? It's gone now. Now you'll, you're, you're seeing bodies show up with, the, it's called a Guatemalan sports bra. I don't know what it is, and I don't think I want to know. You don't want to know. throw that out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to know what it is either. Yeah. Meanwhile, Facebook has renamed itself, and it's now called Meta Platforms Inc. Kind of rolls off the tongue. Meta Platforms Inc. Or just call it Meta. Meta Inc.? Like Medi-ing? Just Meta. My cartel reference coming back to me. <laughs> Meta Inc.? Wow. Meta for short. That? I know. And this is the metaverse. He wants to start going uh, full. Uh, so, yeah, Zucker- Zuckerberg 3D. said what's this happened. <laughs> what's it he, called? You're talking about with the Oculus Rift? Yeah, what's they go called? in virtual reality? Virtual reality, yeah. yes. Jesus Christ. So, Zuckerberg, this was today, earlier today, right before the show, said Zuckerberg said that they're committed to developing a new surround yourself technology known as the metaverse. Now, there's still going to be Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. Oh, thank God. Thank God. But, but they're going to be separate. And um, eventually, it looks like Meta is going to restructure the way that Alphabet did. Mm, Google's, uh, that's Google, right? That Yeah. What used to be Google is now a subsidiary of Alphabet. Mm. It hasn't happened yet. But as far as I know, Zuckerberg still can, has the controlling shares of Facebook. So he can kind of do whatever he wants with it. Hmm. There's been a lot. Have you been following the exposés on the Wall Street Journal about Facebook the last few weeks? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I've heard some things. There's been several different leaks from Facebook that may be authentic. Some of them sound fishy to me. I mean, I kind of wonder when when the data scientist gets hired at Facebook and starts. Copying documents, copying internal documents. Yeah, there's a dog barking somewhere. Yeah, I thought you were like burping or something. No, no, copying internal documents. You're like, you know, who does that really? Do they even have copiers at the office anymore? I have no idea. I should look and make sure. Fake news. It could be. They were talking about how their algorithms. Algorithms. I think they, they, they. Facebook knows that they're actually actively harming, say, teen girls and creating more bulimia and anorexia, and they're like. Yeah, what are you gonna do? 
Well, we're, we making, gotta, we're making good money. Who we, gives a fuck? We got to drive engagement somehow. Yeah. And that's engagement right there. So if you really want, and, and here's what, what came out of this. If you really want people to see your post, you have to put emoji in your post. The word emoji? No, actual emoji. <laughs> An emoji? Okay. Because they get five times the engagement than just text. Huh. So you have to put a bunch of, um, what are they, watermelons and strawberries and uh, <laughs> eggplants and <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. whatever right. else those things are. Noted. Emoji. But don't send me an eggplant because I think that's uh, homosexual. Oh. <laughs> okay. And it's also like a mafioso... Uh, uh, a derogatory comment for black people. Uh, okay, if you yeah, send it to plant. me, though, I think it would be, yeah. I think it would be what I said. Eggplant, the the Italian word being mulignan, where the word muli comes from, which is a derogatory term that the uh, Italians use for black folks. So. Thank you for explaining that etymology of racist terms. Wow. So hey, be a whole segment. Do you want to uh, go over to the sad state of the union? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I, I'm ready. Check this out. I got a long one. <laughs> It's Dave's Sad State of the Union. That is a great intro. I love it. Okay. My fellow Americans, the State of the Union is sad. We're well into the Biden presidency, which is really more of a residency when you think about it. You know what I mean? And with that, the reign of the despotic shadow emperor Anthony Fauci continues unabated. He's the homunculus who's been the real architect of the downfall of the world economy with his half-assed guesses and hasty proclamations. But we also just found out that he may have secretly been putting our cutest and our cuddliest in harm's way. <laughs> yes, he's accused of sanctioning... This is probably fake news, by the way. But he's accused of sanctioning cruel experimentation on beagle puppies chosen by this elven Sith Lord, no doubt for their particularly docile and friendly demeanor as well as their sheer adorableness for the purpose of gathering data on the bites of sand flies. I saw the pictures of the dead dogs. Oh, God. And by the way, I thought sand flies were those annoying homeless guys at Venice Beach. But no, these ghastly little winged terrorists look like a cross between a bee and a mosquito. Thanks, God. Hey, God, if you're taking suggestions, how about a fire-breathing crow that carries Ebola? If I ever meet this God person, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. I can tell you what, tell you what. Anyway, these sweet little doggies also were given vocal cordectomies, which uh, removes their vocal cords. So they can't bark, you know, so the science team can enjoy their catered Chick-fil-A lunches and not be disturbed by the collective canine wailing lament down the hall. Also, didn't Fauci have surgery on his own vocal cords? Coincidence? I I think think not. not. How much longer are the rest of us beagles going to let this twerp run our lives, little Fauciist? And I got the American dollar losing more and more buying power every day. Not that long ago, 10 bucks in your pocket could buy you lunch and your coworker lunch as well. You can just buy your, buy your coworker and yourself a lunch. Now you're lucky to get a sandwich and your coworker may have to watch you through the window while you eat because he doesn't have the latest flu vaccine. But hey, Bitcoin shot up about to 60,000, uh, 66,000 actually of those worthless dollars. It's more, more of something that is worthless. Great. It's like we cloned Gavin Newsom. Gas prices are rising, and uh, that is befuddling the government, as usual. Although the mainstream press always knows it's the stupid president when it's a Republican. But when their Democrat guy's in office, the president seems to have no effect on gas price and never has. They pull out the refineries and the oil companies and the taxes and stuff when it's a Democrat president. But one fact that never changes, Sable, is that in California, we always lead the way in high gas prices. Matter of fact, in Los Angeles, the gas prices are so high. How high are they? Glad you asked that. The gas prices in California are so high that the Crips and the Bloods were forced to carpool to their drive-by shootings. That's pretty high. Gas prices are so high in Los Angeles, Sable. How high are they? <laughs> Glad you asked. They're so high that Jodie Foster started shooting her next film, The Silence of the Leaf Blowers. Also, gas prices are so high, Sable. How high are they, Dave? Oh, they're so high that uh, Jay Leno was seen riding a Lime electric scooter with a sign saying, we'll develop sitcoms for fuel. So that's how, that's how high the gas prices are over there. And also, it's a, it's a sad day indeed for beachgoers all over the world. Swimmers beware. 
hungry sharks do think you're food. A scientific paper has determined that young white sharks, which are responsible for the majority of attacks on people, cannot distinguish between a big, fat, juicy seal and Joy Behar. And humans in general, really. So uh, just a few tips on avoiding looking like a seal and or Joy Behar. Uh, do not honk horns with your nose. Uh, don't balance things on your face. And make sure you brush any chunks of fish like out of your whiskers. So those are things to, to uh, avoid getting eaten by a shark. All right, that's the stat said to the Union for the, today, October 28th, 2021. Thank you, Sable. I'm so offended that you put me in the same category as Joy Behar. You call <laughs> her am, a human? And myself, too. Oh, yeah. Wow, alleged, alleged human. Joy alleged. Behar. Thank you. I only make fun of her because she's such a cunt. She's she hates people who who like uh, different corrupt bureaucrats than she does. Like she she likes these corrupt bureaucrats over here. But if you like this other corrupt bureaucrat, you are subhuman filth, and she insults you. So that's why I insult her. So what do you think of this double tusk? Uh, fantastic, of course. It's like a peanut butter. It almost has, almost has like a chocolatey undertaste to it. It's, it's a little it's richer really than the good. screwball. It's really good. And it's got yeah double tusk. It's got two elephants squaring off on the on the cover there. Mm-mm. Yeah, if you like uh, flavored whiskey, it's definitely been boon time in the in the city for you. There's there were four types of peanut butter whiskey at the local uh, beverage shop this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I spent all my time writing that. Uh, Sad State of the Union, so I don't really have any other things to talk about. That was excellent. Although well, Michael Malice had the funniest tweet I saw about Alec Baldwin. We won't, we'll talk about that next week when we have Corey Parker Robinson on. I, I definitely want... Well, and I Because Corey joined us for the movie, we had a little bit to talk about uh, what was going on with the gun on the set mm-hmm. with Alec Baldwin. And he has a lot to say because it turns out that because he has black skin, he had to handle a lot of firearms as an actor. <laughs> He always had to play characters that were shooting at each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if this is true for uh, actors that don't have black skin. Not anymore. They're going to put a judge gavel in his hand now. No guns at all. Oh, good. Even though black men are murdering each other at a shocking rate in Chicago. Let's just not show that. Let's let's have the, the cop kill the black guy for no reason. He reaches into his pocket for some taffy, the eight-year-old kid, and then the cop shoots him in the face. So, wow. That happens every day all over the place, and they're hunting black people. Well, I hope you don't feel hunted, Dave, but we're going to have Corey on next show. Yeah. And that is specifically what I want him to talk to us about. I want him... He's met Alec Baldwin and he has some things to say. Well, I'm going to give a spoiler on that particular thing. Mm -hmm. He did tell us that that he met Alec Baldwin and he did tell us, Corey told us that Alec Baldwin is a complete asshole. (laughs) Are we allowed to say that Corey said that? (laughs) <laughs> allegedly, is that clear, is that clear allegedly. <laughs> I don't think he's uh, Alec Baldwin's ever going to hear this, but uh, Mal- no. Michael Malice had a very funny comment about this. It was very inappropriate, horrifying. Oh my God, why did you say that? But he was just innocently saying, "So when when is Alec Baldwin going to start shooting again?" <laughs> nice. Listen, Oof. Dave, do we still have that phone number we used to have with a voicemail? Because if Alec no. Baldwin did listen to this podcast, <laughs> I would like to hear. His uh, his uh, um, pubescent rant as he's yeah. screaming and threatening a, at us on our voicemail number. Okay, I'll work up something. Thank you. <laughs> find, like voicemail. Well, and maybe go find our voicemail because yeah, I don't think we have it anymore. It was it was dormant for a while. I think it's on another it account that we don't use. Um, I might have got an email saying it was going to be discontinued, but I'm going to look. Whoops. Call Jesse Dollamore because I know he knows it. Jesse Dollamore <laughs> definitely knows the number to the podcast. <laughs> does he? I wonder if he if he knows if he does he does, did we talk about this before? I wonder if Jesse knows that like, um, uh, uh, Trump did not actually tell people to drink bleach or say that no, Nazis were very fine people. Does he know that the hoax? Of course or he does, knows. He does know. Yeah. Did, did, but okay, it's good. He doesn't think that was real, right? Well, maybe he thinks it was real, mm. but it's his brand to be outraged. Okay. And he's very successful at it. Yeah, good job. He's a smart guy, and he's very successful in his career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the outrage is very exhausting. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the outrage. I haven't listened since I was like thrust out of, the, of, of his sight. I was banished <laughs> as a leper. Well, you know, if you weren't such a jerk, it wouldn't be yeah. a problem. <laughs> so, would you like to play a game? I think so. All right. 
How about, Dave, we play three degrees to... That's racist. <laughs> that wasn't me, by the way. That was me on tape. No. What was it called? Yeah. That was a digital file of me. That was so, you on tape. Yeah. That's great. From so, another so, podcast that we used to do. That sounded just now, like me. Now, can you tell us about three degrees to that's racist? Yes. The rules to three degrees to that's racist is uh, it's kind of like six degrees to Kevin Bacon where you've got three links you need to get to any word or phrase. Like you could say you could say um, uh, leather chair and I, I have to come up with a way that a Democrat, because it's probably going to mostly be a Democrat, would say that that is racist, what you just said. So, And I have three degrees to do that. So this is the game. Let's, get, um, let's write that up concisely and I'll put it into the jingle when I actually write the jingle ah, okay. for the game show. That sounds good. Because this, since the last show, I just did the um, Sad State of the Union jingle, Mm -hmm. which I I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. It's very wah, wah. And I Debbie Downer. It's great. And I put it in a funky key for for the music people out there. Oh. It's not in the key of C. It's very effective, whatever that key was. Yeah. G flat. (laughs) Oh. Okay. So here we go. I've got some bullet points. From news articles from today, from various sources, I'm going to read you the headline, and you're going to tell me how that is racist. Okay. And as I as I mentioned earlier, I found one that is just such a gimme, <laughs> since sometimes you get off to a slow start. Yeah, give me... <laughs> the first one is just going to be free. Yeah, give me, sail me a nice, like, just a fastball right across the plate, and just tell me that that's what you're going to do. And this one is right from Drudge. Okay. It says, wow, it finally happened. Jury awards white male exec ten million dollar reverse discrimination payout. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even think I have to. I think I just have to read the headline, and it's automatically racist because he's obviously just he know he's tapping into the white the systemic racism thing, and it's you know um, black man's just getting cut out, uh, and the black women I think were um, I think there's. Other people involved in this that he showed. Um, um, I'm going off tan- onto a tangent here, but because I love the story, it was interesting that that the jury bought this and they're like, yeah. "Oh, you read the story? Uh, I heard t- Tim Pool talking about." Oh, it. damn yeah. you, Tim Pool! Yeah, but I didn't hear the headline. So, but the headline is is, is itself obviously would be used for racism because a Democrat would just read that headline and that's evidence of racism. I would say. <laughs> okay, a white male, obviously, who's the CEO of a company had the money to hire lawyers to sue to get paid for reverse discrimination. Yeah, even though he deserved to be discriminated against because he's obviously a racist. Right. So you, yeah, you're doing a better job on, on, than me. On Sorry, this. man. I thought that was the freebie. Yeah. All right. There were so got, many ways to go on that one. I, I, I got, it was like a, um, uh, what's, the, what's the phrase? Uh, uh, embarrassment of riches. <laughs> okay. I picked another one. Maybe it's, maybe it's too good. Okay. But I couldn't pass it up. Brainwashed white women declare humans are a mistake. Promote mass sterilization. Hmm. Uh, white, white, white women have said that. Read that again. Give me that one. It says brainwashed white women declare humans are a mistake. Promote mass sterilization. I'd have to know, uh, are they just talking about sterilization across the board? Because we all know that the highest number of, uh, of uh, abortions are from black uh, women. So we're... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sucking on this one. I have to take a pause here. Well, these white women are so privileged that they don't worry about stillborn births. They don't worry about dying in childbirth. They don't worry about health care. And they don't. They have no fears about procreation. They think that all people should be sterilized, even though the rest of the world is really worried about whether their children are going to live when they're born. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is true. It's definitely becoming. Uh, it's coming from a place of that white privilege mm-hmm. to where they've just got um, so much abundance that they can afford to just toss their their uh, their future children into the uh, into the uh, trash heap. Something like that. I don't know. I pull. I pull a little quote from wow. from this. I couldn't help myself. It this uh, 
the woman, her name is Diamond. She says, you know, she says cheerily, I never expected to be the poster child of sterilization. She's a Gen Xer, I guess, because that's the <laughs> phrase that we use. I'm the poster child for fill in the blank. Yep. All right, here we go. I got another one for you. This is sucking really bad. We should retire this game because I'm so bad at it lately. No, I just made I just made the theme song. Oh, okay. If you can't play, I'm going to play. Facebook employee said censorship colleagues were drunk on power. Censorship colleagues. Facebook employee said censorship colleagues were drunk on power. God, these are so hard. I'll start you off. Facebook employees make like a hundred thousand, a hundred fifty thousand dollars. I was going to say probably very few black people work for Facebook. Um, And uh, drunk on power censorship. These are the people at Facebook that decide you don't get to post. They they Mm. they take your post and remove it from searches, take it out of the algorithm. They're the ones that decide. Trump shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. to post. Yes, Democrats would say that that's anti-racist, probably though, not racist, because they think that's benefiting people of color to have, to be censoring the things that they're censoring. So once again, I'm stumped on this one. I'm gonna have to pass. Okay, I got a couple <laughs> more for you. Pelosi, you, you, you deliberately pick really hard ones. Though. No, I just try to pick the most interesting. Pelosi kicked out of progressive meeting. Hmm. Pelosi kicked out of progressive meeting. Uh, um, <laughs> damn, I got, I got nothing on this one either. Clearly, so we're going Pelo- to have to just get rid of this segment. Clearly, Pelosi is an old white woman, and she's not she's not young or progressive enough to be in line with the thoughts of the of of the newly hired colored women who are in charge. Right, but then she was right to get kicked out, so it wouldn't be racism, right? She was co- correctly kicked out. Yeah. I don't know. I just um, looked at the headline. Yeah. This um, wasn't is the story correct? This was just from the headline. Yeah. So like what would Pelosi herself say about that and how would she say that it's racist that she got kicked out of the progressive meeting? I I don't know. I don't know how she would say it. So again, I, I'm stumped again. You've, you're stumping me on you this. You don't think it was an Arab woman that uh, kicked her out? Um, uh, That wouldn't be racism. That would be totally appropriate. It'd have to be, you know, have to be, um, you know, Democrats have a hierarchy. It has to be a black person. Uh, being kicked out by a white person because Democrats they automatically put all white people above all black people, which is why I didn't make the joke earlier uh, about Whoopi Goldberg instead of Joy Behar because Whoopi Goldberg is actually fatter than Joy Behar, I think, hmm. right now. But Democrats would say you're you're white, you're a white male, Dave. You're obviously better than Whoopi Goldberg. Why would you? You're punching down, Dave. That's what the Democrat would say. That's what they said about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Punching down, that he was punching down. Yeah, punching down on to who? What was it? Uh, the the transsexual people. Yeah. So they obviously think, okay, they, they automatically put trans people underneath black people who they put underneath me. So trans are two steps below. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's skip it. <laughs> okay. Let's go on to the super weird one. Okay. So when I had to look up this girl's picture. Just to confirm that we she should, was as weird as we I should, thought. We, we should change the name. Remember, we used to have Dave Sucks at Improv. We should now have say Dave Sucks at Three Degrees. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Even though he okay. invented the game. Here we go. Spellcasting to podcasting. Life of teen sorceress. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Jesus. Not much here. Um <laughs> all right she's all obviously right. a white chick but um oh yeah <laughs> that's why so um a white chick living in austin she's just Texas. using her privilege to go from her for her, her witchcraft to her podcraft that's all she's doing um, Ooh, witchcraft to podcraft much, much harder for a black girl to do the same thing in this so it's she's utilizing like white supremacy uh, white uh, white systemic white uh systemic racism to uh Probably way more than three degrees, but oh well. Okay, sorry. I'll, gi- I'll give you one more. Man, Good. I'm gonna have to rewrite that um, intro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's last one. 
high school under investigation after posting photos of students giving teachers lap dances. Oh, wow. Yeah. I heard Tim Pool talking about this one too. Damn you, Tim Pool. Yeah. Uh, say, uh, read it again. High school under investigation after posting photos of students giving teachers lap dances. Well, if you heard Tim talk about it, you must know. I was story. Just, it was just a background thing. I wasn't quite uh, listening. I think there's videos of this too. Uh, underage kids doing lap dances for <laughs> for teachers. Yeah. Which um, I think the Democrats would say this is racist because uh, um, it's probably white students. That's why they're only under investigation. If it was black students, they would have been shut down immediately. Mm. which in reality is the exact opposite. But that's what Democrats would say. Okay. So that's racist. Wow. <laughs> this is so bad, Dave. I can't even. <laughs> we only have one more minute. I'm sorry I spent so much time working on that <laughs> intro. Okay, do you have anything else to tease for next week? <laughs> Woo! No. Um, maybe we'll do Dave Sucks at Improv, though. Maybe we'll, we'll bring that out of the... All right. Out of the bag. No. I'm going to put that on the uh, uh, Dave Sucks at Improv. Next week, I don't know. We're just going to wait to see what what, uh, comes out of the woodwork for next week. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I left a couple of interesting stories out of the list, especially about vitamin D deficiency and COVID-19. Okay. Which could have gone to the beef bunker, but I'm glad we got a beef bunker session in. It's funny. Can we talk about ivermectin uh, before we go? Just real quick. Sure. It's like I just uh, they you know, they always they just love to say ivermectin is there's not there's it's just no evidence that it works. It's your misinformation. I go. I wonder it, what happens if I just Google ivermectin. And except for the two hundred studies that show the very first thing that comes up if you just Google ivermectin is a study that shows that it seems to be it seems to work okay. It's like it's the first thing I fucking pulled up on Google. Mm-hmm. Why is this? Why is it being squelched? So badly, other than I, I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure I buy the uh, it's cheap and our other drugs are more expensive. All that's definitely what's going on in the nutrition world, but I don't know. I can't see any other reason than money that drug companies would bother to to promote their forty dollar product over somebody else's okay. Cheap product. Yeah. Here's another thing, though, is this This is probably, I'm just thinking of this now, this is probably the, the actual reason why that the studies aren't obvious, because so fucking few people die of COVID anyway. We're talking about uh, less than half of a percent. This is why we shouldn't be ramming the, the vaccine up everyone's ass, because it's a very actually low death rate. Yes, I know yep. if you work at a hospital, it looks like everybody's dropping dead. But guess what? They're not. I don't know anybody who died of COVID. I, I know one guy that went to the hospital, and he was okay. I know some people who know people who died. But the, the reason you can't get big numbers is because the numbers of di- people who are dying are very small. I mean, and Scott Adams brought this up. He said, if I told you, he was just telling people randomly, if I told you that uh, 98% of people who took ivermectin got better, is that good or bad? And people are saying, oh, it's, it's good. It's like, well, actually, actually, no, it's harmful because 99.5% of people already survive COVID. Right. So if it was 98%, it's actually harming you. That'd be probably. worse, yeah. Yeah. So this is what we're dealing with is like, you, you can't... <laughs> How, what what kind of numbers are you need to find in the ivermectin study that that really prove it's going to if it's 90 99.7% is that enough to prove that it worked i no actually not no it's no. within the margin of error so but look doctors i, I say let fucking doctors treat pierre Corey, these guys they they're the frontline guys that have been treating people if they think it's helping go ahead it's not hurting right what the fuck yeah go talk to your doctor yeah. And hopefully you have a doctor that, that isn't woke that actually goes by science and training. Yeah, but Google and then work it out with your doctor. Yep. Google and YouTube and Twitter censoring this is fucking bullshit. And actually I do think um if if anybody you know, we should probably get some pitchforks and torches and go down to these these places, maybe break a few windows. Huh? I'm just saying. What do you think? As Scare long Mark, as long as there's Zuckerberg. A, as long as there's a couple thousand of our closest friends along with us. Roman haircut on him on just fucking shave his head. Mark Zuckerberg, mm. asshole. And that little Fauci homunculus. Fauci, I agree. 
I actually don't think Zuckerberg is doing anything wrong. He's just running a business. Mm. He's being um, maybe. It's probably. I think Facebook, well, Instagram. He, engin- he and, engineered the new president, got him into office. So that that right there. <laughs> I think that's regular business. I think yeah. they're doing more good than harm. Even though I'm not Facebook, yeah. Even though I'm not we a big do a Facebook. show where we just like disagree on something because we always agree. We should pick one where we like can argue on something. Well, <laughs> so many people in the world use Facebook and get a benefit from it. Uh, yeah, just, ultimately, if you uh, just like people keeping up with their family members, okay. You know, there's three and a half billion people. I think mm-hmm. two billion users a month on Facebook, and for people in other parts of the world, it's their whole livelihood is based on Facebook and WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. I think it's bringing an overall better... Good points. ...better life, e- even though I personally disagree with the privacy aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you one quick side note. I went through I went through my Facebook. I still have it. Um, first of all, I try to unfollow anybody that isn't directly related to me or yeah. a very close friend. Yeah, good idea. Like, I unfriend them entirely. I don't accept friend requests from random people. Is that a hot Russian chick that wants to be your friend? No, I get a lot of those for some reason. <laughs> and none of them, I don't accept them. I don't delete them. I just don't accept it. Yeah. And then I went to every person, and this took a while, and I unfollowed them. Hmm. Even my own mom, I unfollowed it. And when I got done, you know what's on my Facebook timeline? All their, the shit that they're doing is <laughs> nothing. Oh, nice! <laughs> Not a single thing. Huh. I go to my Facebook timeline. There's nothing. I think I'm gonna do that tonight when I get home. It it literally there's no no, no story nothing. If I go, you know, when somebody tags you and you see on the menu, you could say so and so tagged you on this. You can go and look at those. Wait a minute, Buddy Wayne still. Buddy Wayne Purdue still shows up on your timeline, though, right? I just go to Buddy Wayne Purdue to watch it. Oh, oh you should follow him. Which I kind of... Okay. I want Buddy Wayne Purdue to have a little more animation. I want Buddy Wayne to channel a little bit of Jeff Foxworthy. Should I, do, I should be more... I mean, he should be more energetic? Yes. Buddy Wayne <laughs> needs to have two or three less beers right before the show. Because Buddy, Buddy Wayne always is funny. sober. He's always sober, actually. So maybe that's a problem. Okay. Well, whatever it is, then he's got to dial it up just a hair. Because <laughs> he's funny. Buddy Wayne is funny. You like the Buddy Wayne's jokes, but you want some more energy, huh? Yeah. Okay. Think um, Larry the Cable Guy and Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. And if they delivered it kind of straight, like the sad state of the union, they wouldn't be <laughs> quite as funny. <laughs> Interesting. Right? Dear Ned. Today I saw an oil stain that remind me of you, your friend Ted. <laughs> Was that Jeff Foxworthy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have a hairdo that's in danger of being destroyed by a ceiling fan, you might be a redneck. <laughs> that guy's great with the redneck shit. Oh my god, he made himself a hundred millionaire with that. He he's he great with everything. Yeah. He's good. Well, sir, it's been a right. lovely. Um, Hour and seven minutes, you want uh, to call it? Yeah, let's call it. All right, uh, let me get the phone in here. Wow, they're coming for us. I'll see you, Dave. Bye-bye.